Welcome to the Athena Rising Podcast. I'm your host, Dana Whitby, and I'm so excited that you're here. Athena Rising is dedicated to helping women break the self-destructive patterns we have either created ourselves or inherited from all the women who came before us. It's time to heal and release these age-old habits and come into a new way of living. Join me for tactical strategies, helpful information, and guests who have amazing stories to share. Let's get started. Did you know that meditation can actually change the physical structure of your brain? I recently read about a study that was conducted in 2015 by Sarah Lazar. She is a neuroscientist at Massachusetts General Hospital and at Harvard Medical School. This study found over the course of eight weeks of meditation that there were actual physical changes in the participants' brain volume in five different areas of the brain. So she found an increase of brain matter in areas that control self-relevance, learning, cognition, memory, emotional regulation, perspective-taking, empathy, compassion, and an increase in regulatory neurotransmitters. So all of this to me means that the brain became more effective at completing those tasks and behaviors. It was more effective and it worked much easier to do all of those amazing things. But she also found that there was a reduction in brain matter within the amygdala. Now the amygdala controls stress, anxiety, and fear, and This basically shows that meditation can reduce those feelings. So once I read that study, I was just absolutely blown away. Um, I was already a meditation fan at this point, but it just further solidified for me how incredible of a practice this is. And I want to help you integrate it into your life to promote healing and to just promote more well-being, (laughs) honestly, at the end of the day. So in this episode, I will be discussing more of the benefits of meditation. Hint, hint, they are not all just physical changes in your brain. There's so much more than that. Um, But we'll also talk about how to meditate without a guided recording and some of my tips and recommended apps that will make the whole thing easier for you. So to start, you need to know that there are two types of meditation. There's guided and then there's self-meditation. There is absolutely a place for both types in your life, and I have used them both for different purposes and at different times. This episode is going to focus on self-meditation and how to do that. If you have listened to my previous solo episodes, you know that I have included a guided meditation at the end of those, and That is my way of offering to you practice in finding peace and to feel supported in that, like you're not alone doing your meditation. And it also gives you something to focus on during the meditation so that when your brain does start to wonder, because it does, it gives you something to come back to. So I hope that those have been helpful and there will be more in the future. But this episode is kind of my how to for self-meditation. Now, if you really do enjoy those guided meditations and 
Um, if you want to continue working with me on the meditation process, I do offer personalized custom meditations. And you can find more about that by going to my website, athenarisingpodcast.com. And then click on offerings. At the bottom, you'll see the custom meditation. You can click on that and all of the details are outlined there. So I recently started reading a book called Science and Spiritual Practices by Rupert Sheldrake. And in this book, he talks about seven spiritual practices and then the science that backs them up. Um, And he explains why they are viable means for healing and how they can help you live a more fulfilled life. Well, I find that it's interesting that the very first chapter of this book is on meditation. Um, And he really talks about how meditation is practiced in every known religion. Um, Every religion has some form of meditative practice. And so I wanted to start this episode by kind of giving you a very, very brief history of meditation. Don't worry, I'm not going to bore you. But I do want you just to have a foundation um, to understand where meditation comes from. So Rupert Sheldrake talks about in this book how no one really knows how meditation began, um, but his best guess is that it was hunters and gatherers who left their community in search of food, and in their overnight trips, they would sit around a fire and just stare into it. And um, that is believed to kind of be the very first form of meditation. The first known recording of meditation, though, is a drawing that was found of a person sitting in the lotus position, um, which if you're not sure what that is, it's basically cross-legged, sitting with a straight back. Um, And they found this picture on a seal that was in India, and it dates back to 1500 BC. So surely we know that meditation was practiced long before that. This is just the first recording of it that has been found. The word meditation is derived from the same root as the words medicine, measure, and meter. And I think this is really interesting because meditation can absolutely be a form of medicine. Um, It can also help you measure your life and kind of get perspective on it. And the word meter to me is kind of indicative of a rhythm or a habit. And that is something that meditation can absolutely be for you. It could become a practice. It can set the meter and the cadence for your life. And so I find it really interesting that it comes from those roots. Clearly, whoever came up with this word knew what they were talking about. Buddhism is, of course, very well known for its meditation practices, Um, But like I said, it's also been found in every major religion. Um, Even in Christianity, you can find it. We all know that Jesus meditated and went off on his own many times. In the King James translation of the Bible, as early as Genesis 24, 63, the Bible talks about how Isaac heads out into a field to meditate. And that word meditate is used in the King James translation. So it's just so interesting to me. It's really no wonder why all major religions use meditation as a spiritual practice because it has so many benefits. And I'm sure that you've heard 
about how good meditation can be for you. But if you haven't, I will go over them in just a minute. But before we do that, I just kind of want to state my opinion here so that you know where I stand. Um, I believe that everyone can benefit from meditation regardless of your religion. So like I said, it's been incorporated into every major religion, but even if you don't believe in God, that is fine. You will still receive all of the amazing benefits. Um, And those, just to name a few, include relaxation, stress relief, on and on. I'll go over more in just a minute. But I believe that if you do believe in God or creator or some form of higher power, you are going to get so much more out of a meditation practice than just some of the simple physical benefits. My personal belief is that prayer is our way to talk to God and meditation is God's way to talk to you. And so if you are feeling lost in your life, if you're feeling like you don't know where to turn, meditation is going to tap you in to an unlimited source of help and love and guidance and knowledge that exists for you and is here for you and wants to help you. You are truly, truly never alone. And meditation is a way that you can not only talk to God or your creator or source, but you can also tap into your own soul as a divine being who is having a human experience You can talk to that soul part of you that will give you guidance and to illuminate your path and show you the way. You can also connect with loved ones who have passed away, with elevated beings. I mean, it is honestly endless and the possibilities are endless. And so I would just invite you, if no one else has before, I personally invite you to tap into that unlimited resource that we all have available to us. Okay, so going back to some of those benefits that I believe anyone will receive if they meditate. This includes so many more things than I can list, but some of the major ones are reduced instances of high blood pressure, PTSD, anxiety, depression, allergic skin reactions, asthma and coughs, constipation even, ulcers, dizziness, fatigue, pain, insomnia, infertility, so many more. But the ones that I listed are actually backed up by physical science that meditation can help decrease the instances of those issues. Meditation has been scientifically proven to be so effective that the U.S. Marine Corps has started using mindfulness training with troops. And the purpose of this is to reduce stress and to increase empathy among them, along with mental performance. And it is being shown to actually help the troops. Honestly, meditation is all of those things and so, so much more. And like I said, it is just the portal to the higher power that you believe in. It's the portal to your own true self, not your human self, but the soul part of you that lives on forever. I have personally had 
so many amazing experiences in meditation. I've meditated here and there off and on my whole life. If you follow me on Instagram, you know that my grandmother first introduced me to meditation when I was a child. Um, She would listen to cassette tapes of guided meditations, and we would turn those on before bedtime and listen to them together every time I visited her. As a child, I was exposed early, early on to meditation. I loved it. It was so peaceful and it helped me to just drift off to sleep so easily. As I got older, I would meditate here and there as an older child or teenager, or I don't know that I meditated in my college years, maybe maybe occasionally, probably not. I don't remember much meditation going on those four years, but after that, certainly in my 20s, I did pick it up more and more, but it was kind of like a snowball rolling until probably about four years ago, I really got into a good meditation practice. Now, I am not going to sit here and tell you that I meditate for an hour in the morning, an hour in the evening, that I have some kind of crazy, perfect meditation schedule. I greatly admire those who do. Um, But the truth of the matter is that I am a mom of young children. And so I fit it in the best that I can. And if all I can do is five minutes that day, then that's what I do. If I can fit in a nice long 30 minute session, then I do that. But honestly, with children as young as mine are, they are six and two, um, 30 minutes a day is probably the max for me. And that might even be divided into chunks, honestly, (laughs) 10 minutes here, 10 minutes there. I just do whatever I can. And so there is no pressure to be a certain way in your meditation practice. And I just certainly don't want you to have a false idea of me that I am some guru meditating all day. And I don't think you need to meditate that long to reap all of these benefits. But just to give you an idea of some things that I have personally experienced. During meditation, I have experienced a struggle to slow down my brain. There are times when I feel like I can't stop the thoughts about my to-do list or you know, what I have going on later today or tomorrow or the worries or the fears that might pop up. So that is certainly normal and meditating for the amount of time that I have and the experience that I have, I know that it will come and go. The ease of it will come and the struggle will come and it will all go also. And so you will have good days of meditation and days where maybe you struggle a little bit and that's okay. Just try to be at peace with however your session goes. Also in meditation, I have been visited by my grandmother who passed away, the one who taught me to meditate. I had an extremely vivid experience once with her where she visited me and I could smell her, I could see her. It was wild and it gave me so much peace knowing that she is not just okay on the other side or whatever you want to call it, but that she is thriving and that she is here to support me and teach me and is with me every day. And that was amazing. That is not something that I necessarily, I well, I believe you can ask for it and you might receive it, but I also believe that it was a gift that was just given to me. And so you may not expect it if it shows up for you during meditation. If there is someone you're hoping to communicate with, it can certainly happen and I would not give up hope 
because I experienced it. So I know it's possible. There are other times during meditation where I will see colors. And (laughs) if you were around during the 90s, you might remember the screensaver that Microsoft had where there's like these straight lines of color kind of bouncing off the edges of the computer screen. Sometimes it looks like that to me, not you know, as literal as that, but it's colors that are shifting and changing and moving across my mind's eye. And that happens to me a lot. Um, And that always feels nice when you're in meditation to just kind of watch the colors go by. I've also had physical sensations um, like dizziness or the feeling of being tapped on my head or my shoulder. I have had those things. If I'm meditating in silence, I have also heard in my ear, like a dip in the energy. You know how there's like kind of a sound to silence. I've heard it go away and then come back. Just all kinds of physical sensations. And they're not scary. They're actually kind of comforting to know that I'm not alone and that I have someone in spirit form there supporting me. Um, I've also gotten clear messages from beings on the other side, either about my life or about others' lives. And Those have come to me in the form of my own thoughts, but sometimes they are information that there's no way I could know it, or it feels like it's not a thought of mine. And it's not scary. It's not like my brain is being taken over. It's just this thought kind of comes into my head and it comes in the form of a message. And so oftentimes I will write those down when they come to me. If you are interested in using meditation as a way to tap into your intuition, your higher self, a greater power, then you have to know that meditation must become a discipline for you. It has to be something that you dedicate yourself to as a way of holding up your end of the communication with the divine. It is showing that you are committed and that you want the guidance and that support from them. And it will absolutely be reciprocated because intention is what truly matters. So if you are hoping to have some experiences like I listed, it will absolutely happen if your intention is pure. It just takes a little practice. So how do you actually meditate? If you aren't listening to a guided recording, how do you do this? Okay. It's actually very simple and I kind of feel silly going through these steps, but I'm just going to lay out how meditation works. So the first thing you want to do is find a quiet place to sit and that can be indoors, outdoors, whatever you want. It can be in a comfortable chair. It can be lying down on your bed. I have a meditation pillow that I like to sit on on the floor, but you can also just go outside and sit in the grass or lay in the grass or sit on a lawn chair. It can literally be anywhere (laughs) that you want. So wherever you are most comfortable and where you know you won't be interrupted. Then you wanna set a timer for however long that you'd like to practice. And in a little bit, I will discuss some apps that I use that can help, but you can even just use the clock that comes on your phone or is on your microwave. I mean, (laughs) it's pretty simple. If you have Alexa or a Google Home, you can easily set a timer that way. But if you're very new to meditating, I would suggest starting with even just two minutes, working up to five, and then you can continue working up to 20, 30, whatever you would like. 
And when you begin, you just want to start by taking three very deep, clearing, cleansing breaths and allow your lungs to be totally filled up, hold it at the top, and then release it through your mouth. Um, The inhale should be through your nose and then out your mouth. Once you've done those breaths and you feel yourself start to settle in and your heartbeat starts to slow down a little bit, then you want to start focusing on either your breathing or your heartbeat, whichever you prefer. Sometimes I have a hard time hearing or feeling my own heartbeat in meditation and the breath is much easier. But these are commonly recommended in meditation practices because they are two functions that continue on without you ever thinking about it, but that you can experience. These are life-giving functions. Air sustains you. Your heartbeat sustains you. And they are a gift from the divine. So it's automatically connecting you to that unseen life force that keeps you going, even when you're not thinking about it. And so that's why it's typically used in meditation. It really brings you back into your body while also connecting you with the divine. So as you're focusing on this, your thoughts are going to come. Outside thoughts will come. (laughs) What you need to do is use your intuition, use your gut to either listen to those thoughts or imagine them leaving you. The reason I say use your intuition is because this is how messages can come. This is how clarity can come about a problem that you're having. If you are feeling stressed out about what job to take or whether to stay in a relationship or if you want to know what the underlying issue is for why you're struggling with something that you just can't figure out, you can ask these things in meditation and the answer will come to you in your own thoughts. So I don't want you to think that you should just shut down every single thought that comes to you because that's what I did when I really started first meditating. I thought that the purpose was to have a totally clear mind and then some divine voice would come raining down on me and tell me to do whatever X, Y, and Z. But I realized over time that the messages and the guidance come in the form of your own thoughts and you are not crazy everyone has this ability. Um, You just have to be open and willing to tap into it. And so when a thought comes to you, you have to be able to discern whether it's something you should pause and listen to or ask to just float away. What I typically tell people is a great indicator is whether or not the thought has to do with your to-do list or if it is connected to kind of a lower vibration like worry, fear, stress, anxiety, if it's connected to any of those things or a task that you have to do, it is. it needs to go. <laughs> you got to just thank it for coming and imagine that thought drifting away on a cloud or on a gentle breeze, or you can imagine it inside a balloon and you just gently pop it and it's gone. But if it's not connected to those things, then it's probably a message for you and it's probably clarity on an issue and you should absolutely listen to it and write it down. So I definitely recommend keeping a journal nearby during meditation or some people like to have a hand recorder. You can even download 
recorder apps on your phone so that you could speak the message out loud if you didn't want to open your eyes and start writing and feel distracted or like you're taken out of your meditation. So that's also an option. Okay, so just a few tips to help you enhance your meditation experience. I love to use essential oils to really ground me in the moment. Um, Having a scent to focus on really brings me back down to earth and it really helps me to feel present in my own skin. Some of my favorites for meditation are rose, frankincense, lavender, and then I really like doTERRA's blends. Um, They have two in particular that I love called Balance and Serenity. The next episode of my podcast that will be released is an interview with a doTERRA wellness advocate. And so you will find out even more about essential oils and how they can help heal you. But they have a great place in meditation. They can really set the tone for your experience. Water is also an incredibly powerful conduit. So if you can meditate in the bath, near an ocean or another natural body of water, or even just try to listen to your own thoughts while you're in the shower, you will get so much clarity. That is a form of meditation, in my opinion, is (laughs) listening to your thoughts in the shower. I have received so much guidance and so much good information in the shower that I can definitely speak to water as a conduit for hearing the divine. 100%. You might think I'm crazy. Some people sing in the shower. I like to listen to my thoughts in the shower. But you can just really utilize that as a way to help you if you are struggling with meditation. So you can also use an app. And I've used a lot over the years. Um, Some you pay for and some are free. Um, My current favorite right now is called the Insight Timer. And this is one that I discovered from Peter Woodbury, who was in the last episode of my podcast. And this one allows you to tap into like hundreds of thousands of free guided meditations that people just record and put out there. And so you can search for whatever you want. Maybe you need help with falling asleep. And so you can type sleep in and see what comes up tons of guided meditations on falling asleep. Or maybe you want to do breathing work while your meditation to focus on your breath and you can search for that and it's there. Um, You can also customize your self meditation with um, Tibetan singing bowls or gongs or all kinds of different things. It's amazing. There's so many different ways to customize your experience in Insight Timer. So you can download that for free. It also allows you to track your meditations. So if you're interested in knowing how long you meditated this month, how many consecutive days in a row you meditated, it's got all of that. Um, Another app that I really love is called Calm. And this one has a mix of free and paid meditation options. You can also select background music and there's a timer in there as well. Another that I love if you really enjoy guided meditations is an app called Nature Vision Journey by Colette Baron reed And this one is all guided meditations. They are just pre-recorded. There's a certain amount of them and some of them I really love. They don't exceed 10 minutes, so they're pretty short and they're all visualization. She'll take you maybe through a forest or up to the top of a mountain or into a crystal cave. 
and the visualizations are just beautiful. So if you want to travel with your mind, that is an app I definitely recommend. Some others that I've used in the past are Budify, and that's spelled B-U-D-D-H-I-F-Y, as well as Relax Meditation and Headspace. And these are all great. You can explore them freely on your own, and I think any of them are going to be helpful for you. There's so many more out there also, but these are just a few of my favorites. Okay, so are you ready to give um, some self-meditation a try? (laughs) Uh, I thought I could provide you some space and some background music to do a self-meditation. I will kind of take you in through the first three breaths, and then I will just allow you the space to have 10 minutes of quiet time on your own, and then I will slowly bring you back into the present time. So if you are interested in doing this, I just ask that if you're driving that you pause this episode here and come back to it at a later time when you can be in a quiet and safe place. Go ahead and find a comfortable sitting position, either on a chair or on a bed, and just allow yourself to relax. Allow yourself this time to just let go of anything that is bringing you down, anything that is making you feel less than worthy, anything that is just pulling on you and dragging you, just allow all of that to go. Feel your body slowly release its tension as you settle into your space. When you feel ready, go ahead and take a deep inhale through your nose Hold it at the top, filling your lungs completely, and let it go through your mouth. Take another deep breath in through your nose. Again, holding it at the top and fully releasing out through your mouth, emptying your lungs. Now let's take a third deep breath in through the nose, filling those lungs completely and holding it there at the top and now releasing it through the mouth. And as you settle into this space, remember that this is your time, your time to commune with yourself, your soul, with your creator if you so choose, or just have a moment of peace. I'm going to let you drift off now, focusing on your breath or focusing on your heartbeat, and I'll be back.
begin now to wiggle your toes, wiggle your fingers very gently, moving your body ever so slightly in your space, beginning now to come back, to come back to the present moment that you're in. When you feel ready, open your eyes gently and slowly just take a moment to take in the space around you. Notice the light. Notice the objects. Notice what's on the walls. And take a moment to find gratitude for this peace and relaxation that you have been given. And congratulations to you for completing a self-guided meditation. Thank you so much for listening today. My vision is to form a community where women can feel supported in following and creating their dreams. You can start by visiting my website at athenarisingpodcast.com. There you'll find episodes, show notes, workbooks for purchase, and more. You can also join my Facebook group called the Athena Rising Podcast Community, as well as find me on Facebook and Instagram under the handle Athena Rising Podcast. Or you can even call 828-635-9565 and leave me a voicemail. Don't forget to subscribe here so that you won't miss any of the amazing things that are about to happen. If you're as excited about this podcast as I am, I would love for you to rate and review it, then share it with your friends. A big thank you goes out to purpleplanet.com for the beautiful music called Vital Signs. See you next time.